Welcome to Living a Sex Positive Life, where we can guarantee the topic will be about sex. We'll talk about the good and the bad, the health and healing benefits, the adventures, the relationships, as well as the crimes and the tragedies. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and just talk about that touchy subject that affects us all, sex. Now here's your host, Angelique Luna. Good evening, everyone. This is Angelique Luna. I'm here with my co-host and hubby with the most is with the IT department, Jason C. Luna. I'm now a department. I like that. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Good evening. Hey, you've been saving my neck a couple of times. So I a couple? It. Okay, okay, all the time. <laughs> so tonight we have the life of a sex Denisa. This is interesting. So Tiffany Yelberton is the founder and chief sectionista of Entice Me. She's always believed that the world is a better place when there's more great sex. She has designed her company around her values and desires for the highest quality products, things that are good for your body at a fair price. She wants to share her knowledge and passion for great sex with the world, or at least Southern California. <laughs> I think you've gone to the world by this point. <laughs> with her help, she hopes that each and every one of her clients can have a little bit more fun in the bedroom, either with themselves or with a partner. Entice Me is an education based with women's pleasure at top of mind. While our men deserve pleasure too, she focuses on the psychological and physical benefits of women's sexual health. She has personally researched and tested the majority of the products that Entice Me carries. It's been a tough job, but someone had to do it. <laughs> she loves helping women make their lives sexier. Tiffany's especially interested in educating young women about the importance of self-pleasures and ways to incorporate them into their lives. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Thank you, Angelique. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been, what is it, five years or six years now, the company's anniversary? We'll be having our seventh year in February, so very excited for that. Oh, absolutely. So that means that we've been five years of talking then. Yes, we've been talking for about five years, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Seven years. Congratulations. Thank you. I know you just recently got featured in the Expiz magazine. That was quite a spread they did on you. It was. It was so exciting. Um, I love to be able to you know, know that what I'm doing is making an impact more than just in my local area. And it's finally coming to that fruition. And it's very rewarding. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you heard any feedback from the um, from the article itself from many people or? Just people that I've shared it with thought it was really great. Um, they loved that there was, you know, I was in the table of contents with a picture. So the print magazine isn't out yet just the digital so once i think people get their print one in the mail it will even be more press and excitement around that oh yeah definitely there it's just when they have the physical because i know sometimes it's hard with the digital but i just was so excited i was just like yay she's finally made the big times <laughs> yes it was fun <laughs> so how did entice me all started well i've always thought that there's no been no really outlets to learn about sex and to talk about sex. And I had years ago gone to like a typical pleasure party kind of deal and thought that it could be done a lot better. I thought it was really crass and kind of on the cheesy side. And I thought that 
most of us middle-class American women needed something a little bit more upscale and to really learn and have serious conversations about sex and sexuality because usually when we're going through a problem or have an issue we think we're all alone but once we start talking to each other we find that many of us are experiencing the same thing and so I was really kind of the catalyst of starting that product line I had been already interviewing and researching and talking to many people about how sex affect their relationships for many years but that was really the catalyst to get it started and as I started to research, I found out that chemicals that were outlawed in children's toys hadn't been outlawed in adult toys. And so products I had that were not so great quality were changing color on the ones that were a higher quality. And I thought if they're doing that in my body, what are they doing, you know, going further? And that's when I put together a very curated line on body safe, non-toxic products. So they actually allowed uh, sex toys. Of course, they're the last thing to be censored. Uh, well, first thing to be censored, last one to be improved. But they w- they were still using the exact same chemicals that were outlawed in child toys for us to put inside. Well, put us to put inside our bodies. Yes, in our most absorbent parts of our bodies, and in the past few years, even there have been more regulations passed, even on pet toys than there have ever been on adult toys oh my so god literally your dog chew toys have less chemicals than a lot of sex toys damn PETA, come on you're fighting for the wrong people <laughs> well I, I know it's hard to get uh uh people to talk about sex in many industries but when it comes to health you think it would open up a little bigger or at least be on the topic but no, I should expect that. Yes, it is puritanical America. You have to remember that and that no one wants to talk about sex because that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> doesn't happen. No oh, one does that. No, no. It's only for procreation. That's it. <laughs> I would need to have fun with it or, God forbid, use a lubricant or a sex toy to keep things exciting. Oh, I, I, I hear you there, but uh, yeah, it, it's that's insane. That is so insane that my pet is safer than I am when it comes to a sex toy. Oh, yes. To a toy in general, it really is. And you know, doctors don't even really know because most doctors don't get a whole lot of training about sex and sexuality products in their entire medical school experience and so i've trained offices and medical groups about the toxicity of products and they really had no idea that they were recommending products that could kind of be counteract counteractive and counterintuitive to what they were wanting to be achieved with their patients oh wow that's scary right there so but hopefully you know science and technology and education will all catch up with each other well we have heard stories about people having um allergic reactions and reactions to even using um the right lube but then using something like a lube shooter which was Mm -hmm. disposable and apparently they were allergic to the plastic from the lube shooter so wow i guess you got to look out for everything you really do and 
I've gone back and forth with chemists on lubes and, you know, what is what the FDA considers generally regarded as safe or GRS is acceptable in many of our skincare products and in even foods and personal care products, but that doesn't mean that they're good for you. It's just like GMOs aren't necessarily good for you in food, but they allow them. And so it's just really taking it to the next level and finding out what you're okay with putting in your own body. You know, most lubricants care contain parabens and propylene glycol, which parabens are now found in 99% of breast cancer tumors. And propylene glycol is an active ingredient in antifreeze. And it's an alcohol derivative, which is very counterintuitive to what you would like a personal lubricant to do. Makes you wonder what they were making when they said, oh, yeah, this will be great in a sex toy. Right. So, wow. So you've become sort of a, uh, a, a chemist expert here on, well, had to be to be the sex toys to vet all these toys to get on your site, huh? Yes, I'm very particular. I have very strict standards because I do work with a lot of cancer recovery patients and survivors and once you've had a traumatic experience and a life-changing disease it's very important to know what you're putting in your body because it can have estrogen dependent and endocrinal changes in your body wow man a lot of things we, we we never think about for our sex toys so let me ask you say you've been working with um chemist and such has the industry become more sensitive to these um to these issues well yes and no we are we are starting to see a lot more high-grade products when i first started out there were just a couple companies that were really trustworthy on the market lalo and fun factory jeju lines like that that were really high quality touting themselves as medical grade silicone the and so there's a lot more companies that have gotten on the bandwagon and started to produce and realize that people do want higher quality products and they will pay for them the not so great thing is that products still produced in china because they're labeled novelty they don't have to be truth. There's no truth in labeling. So they will literally put whatever you want on the label. And at first I thought it was a language barrier, but really it's they will label the product 100% silicone if that's what you want on the label. However, it doesn't have to contain any silicone for them to put that on the label. Wow. that's Oh, my God. That's freaking insane. I can't believe that. It sounds like that should be a legal issue of fraud. Well, except for it's a novelty product that's meant to not be inserted in your body. So because of the regulations or lack of regulations. And, I mean, we we see that problem even in children's toys with and pet food and everything coming from China that it says one thing. And then when it's tested third party, it's completely a different ingredient makeup. So it's just being cognizant. I'm very particular about the manufacturers that I use and their control of and raw materials. And so that, you know, we don't have those issues coming up. Oh yeah, definitely there. Now, how did you come up with the soiree idea? 
and the saxonista also well i wanted to go to people where they were at in their home because going to a sex shop even as classy as some are it's still very overwhelming for most people and i wanted it to be con- very conducive to having a conversation and for education and i think home parties do that and i just wanted to call it something more than a home party it's very classy and upscale and we wear little black dresses and pearls so that it's very much um, the host is comfortable and the people the guests are very comfortable and then putting together a sales team i didn't want to just call them consultants or distributors and so i coined the word sexanista which is kind of like a fashionista only for sex definitely there it's like it's perfect because yeah because some of those other parties at home parties it, it can get kind of stale and the same thing but at least you know to different i love the upper upscale you know cocktail black dress pearls and really comfort level to talk because i think we kind of forget that the older women still like those at-home parties and can still learn quite a bit compared to those youngins <laughs> it's always a good time to get together with your friends and to have wine and you know women like to buy and men like to buy for their women so whether it's a co-ed event or just women it's a fun time it's a subject that most people aren't comfortable just talking about if you were sitting around but once you have someone to facilitate like a sexanista to be able to really open up that conversation and we use the questionnaire and some like an icebreaker that really starts to open up the questions and say you know things by asking questions like when how often do you orgasm during sex and does your partner satisfy you what would you like to change about sex what would you like to learn about sex you know things like that that maybe people opportunity to answer before Oh yeah, learn how to communicate. That's always a hard part because I think, it's oh amazing, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it, it's like, oh, do you even know what you like? I mean, have you masturbated and touched yourself so that way you could tell your partner what you like? I mean, come on. <laughs> yes, most people, it's amazing that they have not ever talked about sex with their partner. It's amazing to me. For a society but that, I, I, but I, I get it. You know, it's something that we've been conditioned to not talk about. That it's very prim and proper, and not for pleasure. It's for procreation. And my goodness, we wouldn't ever need to talk about that. <laughs> but then and we have humongous divorce rates. You know, but we don't talk about things like sex that make a big difference in your relationship. <sighs> well, sex is is, is a very you intricate part. About bringing a positive approach to sexuality on your podcast, it's fantastic. I love listening to it. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. You know, we're trying to make that difference in the world to make sure people can communicate, compromising consent to their relationship, whether it be like inside or outside the bedroom, because, you know, we do need to spark up more conversations and uh, get rid of that freaking stick up everybody's ass about sex. <laughs> right. 
Well, it's funny. I recently got a question, uh, a, a situation where someone said, well, you know, I have kids at home and I want to listen to it in front of them. And, you know, they were kind of shy. I'm like, well, okay, first you listen to it in, in the car with, with the windows closed. Then when you're comfortable, you need to listen to it with the windows open. Then you need to go to your husband, whichever order you want, and you need to talk to it. So that way, at least if we can spark that conversation and get people thinking even about the questions to ask, it at least starts taking things in the right direction, like like you're doing with trying to find health-conscious sex toys. Because in my opinion, everyone needs a sex toy. It, it should it should be right up there with a bed and, you know, food and water. <laughs> right. Well, we have to get everyone in America having sex as much as they're eating food, and then we can even move into sex toys. Because I think everyone needs to have more sex, and we would probably have world peace if everyone was happier. Having more orgasms, that's my philosophy. Oh, no, true, true, true. But, you know, right now with the current administration, that's just kind of questionable. So I'm like, ugh. Don't get too political. They they need to have sex in in their marriage first, but I'm wondering if that ever happens. Well, you know, it's one of those things that's like, wait a minute, you're saying that you're against sex, but you're the first one to pay for a sex worker. Hmm. Let's get that straight. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Some of them are not straight. They just like to say they are, but really in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. So what has been your most interesting party to teach or host? Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. You got to have some good... Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. You know, they're they're all very well. One of the most interesting. Okay, I will say this is that my mother had one of my first sorees. <laughs> that was, you know, for most people, like, oh, your mother had one, and it was my friends and her friends. So it was a very good mix of all age groups and sexual orientations and you know I it really was gratifying to know that she was comfortable with that because my father to this day still tries to pretend he doesn't know what I do for a living um, <laughs> oh god divorce they've been divorced a long time hence <laughs> my mother um, but you know one of the questions that she got when we were doing the icebreaker was how often do you have sex and she was very candid and said you know my husband and I have been married for almost 30 years and we've had sex twice a week whether we liked each other or not and that has kept us together and I thought that that was really awesome because most people wouldn't feel comfortable one in front of their daughter and friends saying that and it just really you know, let me know that I was doing the right thing in the world. Oh, definitely. Wow, that's interesting that they at least still had sex together, even though if they were at odds with each other. That's so cool. Well, when someone opens up a conversation like that, it makes the entire room feel a lot more comfortable opening up about their relationships. So it starts the ball rolling. And, I mean, I had girlfriends there that were, you know, we, at the time, we were in our late 30s, early 40s, and 
one of my friends was like, you know, I can't tell you it's been a month or so since my husband and I have had sex and we do need to do more and we just let the kids get in the way and baseball games and basketball games and everything get in the way of that. But we need to really refocus in on our relationship. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing of always getting lost being somebody else and not yourself. Because I know when I do a lot of my uh, sex coaching clients, it's like I always start with like, okay, let's focus on you. Let's work on who you are versus like your so-and-so's mom, your so-and-so's wife, your so-and-so's, you know, work or something else. Because we do get into those life habits that we forget our own identity. And it's like, uh uh-uh. You need to have that, you know, just to have happiness in your own life and great relationships with everybody else. Because, you know, what sometimes I tell people, it's like, what happens when the kids leave? You're all alone. What are you going to do? Well, and so many that happens to so many women is once they're empty nesters is they have don't have an identity anymore and they really don't know what to do. And they haven't been connected with their spouse in 18 years and then they have to start talking to each other because no one else is in the house i deal with that with my coaching clients as well is like you've got to know who you are and what you want and stop worrying about everybody else first it's about you first yeah, definitely. I even found, uh, found a little like Instagram photo there of like the person taking care of everybody. And then when it came to themselves, it's like, yeah, you just toss it in the trash. I'm like, yes, this is what society does. You know, it, it just tells you that you're not important and you just need to move forward. And, and people like ourselves have to reprogram. It's like, yes, you're important. And sex is very much important part of your life. Yes. Well, we hear the big term these days, uh, self-care. And when it's put in that term, it, it sounds it sounds nice, but so many people don't do it. They they like you said, let the kids get in the way, the games, um, life gets in the way, and you can't be expected to continue on and on and on. Um, even I found a recent statistic of how many people don't go on vacation uh, or go on vacation less than one week a year, which which is insane. Eventually, you need some time to recharge. You can't run a marathon right after another marathon. But, I don't know, people have this almost shame that if you're taking care of yourself, you're being selfish. And to me, it's like taking care of a car. If you don't take care of it, eventually it breaks down. And there's no shame in getting an oil change. So why should there be shame in getting a massage, getting a sex toy, enjoying life? I agree. we do put ourselves last and I mean I'm I'm a busy business owner and I have to check myself and go oh yeah I haven't you know eaten lunch today or gotten a massage or anything but I need to take care of myself because I notice that my business starts to falter if I'm not self-pleasuring if I'm not taking care of myself if I'm not having fun with my friends and my lovers and you know everything starts to fall from there. So true. So I know you have the website and you do the soirees. I notice you're also doing classes as well. Yes, I do workshops as well because we always have things to discuss. So they're more a 
delving deeper into certain topics. I love teaching about body image and libido and how to kind of get your groove back as well as technique-based classes like blowjob workshops or pegging. Those are always so much fun watching the blowjob workshops. I'm not allowed right. in, but I hear all the stories. Uh, I was thinking more of the pegging because just everyone's reaction when you put the uh, strap on on, they're like, <gasps> it's, like <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you expect? Well, it, it's interesting, you know, we're all very involved in sex education and the all the inner workings and conferences and everything. But then I'll put out like, oh, I'll put pegging out on a newsletter and I swear half my clients go, what is pegging? What is that? I had to look it up online. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry, I need to use a terminology that everyone understands what it is. <laughs> So what do you use then? I'm just curious at that point. <laughs> I, you know, a, a, a lot of times I'll just talk about ro- role reversal and anal sex. And Well, no, I could totally understand that because um, just in the last few months, uh, one of the places around here had a thicking class. So she comes to Long Beach and teaches our pegging classes. Sorry, I think we lost you there just for a little oh. bit. Okay. I was saying that I, Ruby Ryder is one of my sexonistas, and she teaches the pegging class with me here in Long Beach. And so we always like to just tell people that it's about role reversal and anal sex and learning new things that you can try as we age and to keep things interesting. Oh, that's awesome. Um, But no, the definition thing definitely even happens to us. Um, One of the institutes around here uh, had a uh, class on figging. And I had to go look that one up because I wasn't, I thought I had done almost, at least I thought I knew everything. I haven't tried everything yet. But I had to go look up what figging was and it has nothing to do with figs. (laughs) Ruby was talking about that on one of her podcast and I had to um, Google that myself and I was like oh that isn't something I would have ever imagined but <laughs> and it so it involves ginger which yes. for anyone who's actually made the mistake of saying you know oh I like you know ginger on my salad I like this I'll go get an actual ginger root and taking a bite of it uh, whoa it is it is strong and I guess acidy is the best way to put it Yes, it's powerful. I mean, just, I yeah, I can't even imagine the things that they do with that, but <laughs> I, I'm more of a pleasure girl. I'm not really a pain slut, so. Yeah, much more of the soft silicone. Yeah, yes. yeah, no, I, I can't handle that pain either. But, I mean, I love ginger to, to get rid of a cold, but not anything else. That's it. Or with my sushi, I love the pickled ginger like that. I'll eat that, but I can't imagine, like, putting it anywhere. Just not sound pleasurable to me. But it sounds like that's something that had to have come up recently. Like, I don't even think it was a thing 10 years ago. Maybe people did it, but it didn't have a title, and it's just... I, don't know. I think it's in the last year, I would say. that. I yeah. 
I have to agree with that because I don't remember it anything earlier, and it's like I usually try to keep up with all the crazy trends there, you know, to try to debunk. Okay, is this really real, or did someone just make it up? You know, go on Snoops or something. So, but when they started doing that, I'm like, oh my god, you know, like sloshing. That was one of them that I never understood what it was until I, you know, Sunny and Ken had there on their show, and I'm like, okay, not my thing, but glad to know that it exists. Well, I don't know. I'm I use Urban Dictionary and have like a word of the day, so I try to keep up on things because <laughs> I'm old, whatever. That's what my friends tell me. But I used to work in the restaurant industry, so I had young little kids all around and so to keep up with their lingo, I had to always use Urban Dictionary to find out what was going on in the world. Yeah, and even that, sometimes it's not even up to date. It, it's like, it's so hard to keep up because it keeps changing. And I'm like, okay. And, and it's like from one month to the next. And I always think it's like, how the hell am I supposed to keep up with this stuff? <laughs> I know. it's so They learn at such a fast rate, kids and teens and millennials. It's crazy. I just learned the other day that they don't even teach cursive writing in school anymore. No, they don't. They don't. I know. So they're going to have a hard time reading all our previous books and things in the library. Oh, so crazy there. But yeah, even communicating with emojis, it drives me insane because I'm looking at this emoji and I'm trying to figure out if they're telling the story. So we were just watching uh, Fox's Lucifer and Lucifer texts his brother all these emojis and we're like, what the heck it was about? And then he explained the whole story. I'm like, yeah, we're supposed to understand that you just like saved the world by sending your mom into another dimension. <laughs> Compose the whole sentence. Compose the whole sentence with was it don donuts, flaming sword, shit turd. Oh, it was like insane, like twenty five emojis, and I'm like, that was a sentence. Oh, yeah, that just makes me feel old. Um, <laughs> I texted a friend, like, emojis the other day, like, just, like, the... I thought it was the, like, wide-eyed face or whatever, and he's like, why are you so worried? I'm like, I'm not! That's the... My eyes are wide-open face. I don't know. I'm not worried. I'm like, I don't know what all these damn things mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, they need an emoji translator. Right? I'm Cause... like, I didn't mean to tell you I was throwing up on you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what these things are. It looked like a face I would send. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought I thought it would be a fad, but it seems to be sticking around. It, it is. I mean, the only thing I could suggest for, like, that I knew was the eggplant emoji for a men's penis. That's it. And how did that come about? By I, <laughs> I am still trying to figure that out. No, but we've been trying to figure out what would be a woman's private thing. And all I could come up with was, like, a, a half... It's a peach. It's a peach. Oh. Peach is what they use. Mm -hmm. Very true. That would work. I was thinking avocado for some reason, but my mind's in a different place now. A papaya. <laughs> Taco Tuesday? I believe it's Wednesday. <laughs> yes, but today's actually Taco Day, so I did go ahead and get tacos. Oh. Very nice. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, for something like figging or sploshing or any of those that we've only heard about in the last year... I'd like to think that it means that somewhere there's a very creative person 
who was sitting around one day bored with all the stuff we could have done, all the, all the stuff that was available, and said, you know what? I got a great idea. <laughs> and someone else said, okay, I'll go along and try it. And now it's a thing. <laughs> and, you know, people have probably been doing it for decades or centuries and they just never put a name on it like oh i'd love to be covered in all kinds of food that sounds sexy well it's funny and i will date ourselves when we first heard about splashing we're like nine and a half weeks right and then we're like oh yeah that was sexy and then we saw someone actually exampling of it and it was like nine and a half weeks cubed No, it, it looked like one of those like reality TV show game shows that had just gone crazy. Oh no, no, you know what? The Double Dare. Now we're really dead. Nickelodeon's Double Dare. Well, when you're I was like, gonna say it looked like a Nickelodeon show where they're like getting slimed and everything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that again. I I always try not to yuck on someone else's yum, but sometimes I'm like, my poker face is not that good. If that turns them on, good for them. I just don't like to do laundry that much. So. <laughs> My liberator blanket would not survive squashing, I don't believe. No, I have to agree with you on that one, no. <laughs> I love their products. Those are too addicting. Yeah, we're still trying to uh, run up to Atlanta, Georgia and pick up some furniture pieces. Oh, yeah furniture pieces and we're also a big fan of sport sheets that way yes. uh the the idea that sex toys have become functional of the fact of you want to have lots of fun there's going to be body fluids and you don't want to have to buy a new mattress next week yeah yes yes i wish i had room for liberator furniture i would like a whole house full of it i lo- i like how and we did get new furniture but a couple years ago uh, when we first discovered discovered Liberator, they had uh, a black leather model, and Liberator is basically sex toy furniture, but it blends. What was great was it looked like the color matched my couch, and the studs oh. around the bottom match my couch. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, we're gonna do this and get mom over here and have her sit in it and just see if she says anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we were being really bad because it was like super close because it's over in their um, warehouse factory the manufacturing company is right here in atlanta georgia so it's a short eight hour drive for us <laughs> oh yeah for sex toys eight hours that's not we'll do it <laughs> right well i had my friends were staying with me a couple weeks ago here on vacation and you know i, I have a two-bedroom condo and i slept in my office i let them sleep in my bedroom and my friend told me who you know she's my best friend i married them they know all about me and my business and are very great supporters but she was like last night i told my husband that i needed a blanket and he grabbed a blanket and she's like that is a sex blanket i don't feel comfortable (laughs) using that (laughs) so so what makes it a sex blanket i mean obviously having sex on it but what was it just it has a waterproof core so oh yeah there we go the liberator blanket it's like satin on one side and microfiber on the other has a waterproof core and of course i wash it after i use it but it was on my blanket rack and she's like uh (laughs) that's tiffany's sex blanket (laughs) 
wrong? It's been washed. It's been I clean. Know, I mean, she that, but she just didn't quite feel comfortable. But it's all good. You know, I always thought there would be a, a really good thing to put on, like uh, Merry Maids or you know whatever cleaning service they want, and just have a little little thing of kink friendly. You know, like we know we're gonna yeah. find stuff. It's good because then we don't have to clean up all those toys and hide them in a drawer that we know they're gonna try to clean anyway. Oh my, yeah, my housekeeper. She has a fun time with my house. <laughs> One day I came home and I have the mattress bondage set that's like goes under your mattress and has the handcuffs and ankle cuffs. One day, and I, okay, so my housekeeper, it's her and her whole family that clean my house. She's been cleaning my house for probably like 10 years. And I come home and like all the straps are like pulled up on the bed. Like here you go, they're all ready. We changed your sheet. <laughs> and you're ready to be tied up. <laughs> I'm like, alrighty then. Oh my god, that is that. That's good housekeeping cleaning there, right yes, there. It it's all ready to go and. You know. Did you say uh, where's the partner? Because I'm not going to do this by myself here. <laughs> myself up tonight but i was like oh goodness i'm glad i get to entertain them well at, at that point i think you, they should be paying you for the entertainment instead of like cleaning <laughs> or that you know the times that i leave like butt plugs on the bathroom sink and forget to clean them up before they come you know it's always great <laughs> but since then she's become a customer so it's even better so Perfect. Well, I, I have a friend. Um, I'm very much into roping, shibari. And I have uh, a friend I take classes with who, who um, is single. And for a while, he was looking for a mannequin to go ahead and tie up. And I said, you know, that's a great idea. You can tie something up. And then after a little while of thinking about it, I'm like, you know, when you have friends come over, you're going to have some explaining to do <laughs> on either... You know, you're going to have to open up as being kinky or just confess that, you know, you're practicing to be a serial killer because you got a mannequin tied up in the corner. <laughs> I, I just thought it was really funny the way he kept describing what kind of mannequin he was looking for. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, they really didn't think you're a serial killer now. That's funny. <laughs> So, and now things went quiet. So, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I know there's like so much to like talk about. There is just like, I'm like thinking about mannequins tied up in my bedroom. <laughs> Look, I mean, I gotta say, if you bring a date home and there's a mannequin tied up in the corner, that may be the end of that date. Or it might be the beginning. Maybe he'd be like... I was going to say, it might be the beginning of the date. If she gets past that, she's a keeper. (laughs) I've always thought, like, I should get, like, a mannequin or a baby seat for my back seat so that I could drive in the carpool lane. (laughs) This traffic in L.A. is horrible. Well, it's funny. I remember a story about that because um, they, they had the carpool lane in D.C., and uh, they they pulled over someone and they published a story in the newspaper because he got a blow up doll <laughs> and sat it in the in the seat next to him. And I'm picturing the typical nineteen you know nineteen nineties 
looking blow-up doll with a fake face and the hole for the mouth. Right. And, and I would get an accident just driving down, turning to my right and seeing that in the passenger seat. But now the sex dolls are like $15,000 and they're amazing looking. Oh, yeah, they're as real as can be. I mean, it, that that's kind of scary. I mean, uh, where was it? I can't remember which documentary I was watching, but there was like one gentleman making them out of the gara- out of his garage in Las Vegas. That's one, and then there's also a, another company that literally has a whole production line of custom. They they make they make it custom, yeah, custom. But it was down to where they had a guy who was very specialized who only did eyelashes. So it could be any length you want, any style you wanted. Oh, and eyebrows. And then someone else was, you know, specifically just facial. And another person was specifically. So they had them broken down to the point where you can choose what kind of nipples they have. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I've seen some not in real life, but just online. And they are amazing looking. Yeah, that's... that. That just brings on the the question of when does a toy do more than what a toy is? I mean, there's always the joke about this toy is going to replace the man, but it usually doesn't. Eventually, at right. the point of um, sex toys, as far as a sex doll, we're getting to the point of technology where they may start speaking. I mean, there's already apps that will almost be a companion to you. Oh, um, they have ones that they do have the, like, virtual reality and artificial intelligence that they do speak i don't think that they can like move yet but it's still a doll like maybe that's your thing some people like dolls that's fine but i need a per like i like conversation and intelligence and warm warm bodies not Exactly. Some kind of emotion, some kind of reaction there. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking Westworld all, all coming soon to a sex toy shop. Well, Westworld's a whole nother story. And thankfully, we hopefully we won't be around by the time that happens. I don't know. It seems Japan's really working on that really fast. Japan's a whole nother story. Yeah, I mean, they already have the sex cafes and the uh, robot cafes, so hey, just a matter hey, of time. Look, mm-hmm. we know even people that are into clown sex exist, but I just caught the intro, or sorry, the advertisement for the new Stephen King's It, and that is so not my back. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever get requests for theme soirees? Sometimes. You know, you have your regular bachelorette kind of bridal shower themed, but not a whole lot. You know, I think I've created a different market so that it's not really that themey. It's more, you know, just regular women wanting to have a good evening and learning about new things. And have you taught them a lot of new things or are they also teaching you new things? Um, I feel like I'm usually the teacher, that I definitely have a lot of experience with research and products and just different relationship dynamics and everything from my own life, but also dealing with my and working with my coaching clients and interviewing people 
for over 20 years. So I'm usually teaching them things. Of course, I always can learn new things. I do, you know, learn new things all the time from depending on the event. So. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking over your site saying, wow, you're, you're like us. There's a blog. You're selling stuff. Um, you're doing classes. You're running the whole gambit. And you're running it yes. all on, on yourself? Yes. I just recently brought on a director of sales and recruiting, Tracy Blakely, and she will be taking over the sexonistas in the training and recruiting for them. And then, we, you know, all the different sexonistas have a, a niche market that they prefer to work with, and I'm always looking for new people to become sexonistas and so that we can help other entrepreneurs monetize their lives and passion and be able to get out of corporate America or add on, have extra income for their family, whatever they would like to do to fit it into their life. Oh, so the modern day Avon commercial here. <laughs> yes. Except with sex Only toys. more fun. Exactly. I could still never get, you know, because I'm not a big makeup person, but I could see why some people like it. I'm like, sex toys, I'm all about that, you know, because it's so much fun, especially when you can play around with a partner. It's like, hey, let me test this out on you. <laughs> and, you know, people still feel very comfortable in their home and have been conditioned to that Tupperware style party. And so it is comfortable and it is an easy way to introduce new things. I mean, we wouldn't have so many different kinds of party plans if it wasn't a viable mo model. Absolutely there. And it's great that you, you have succeeded and thrive, you know, because we've seen quite a bit of the uh, at-home sex toy parties come and go and, and others get eaten up by the bigger fish. So it's mm -hmm. good. Well, it's all about making sure that you're changing with the times. If I had said all I want to do is at-home sex toy parties, I probably wouldn't still be in business. I mean, we have seen huge companies, even like Babeland got recently was purchased by Good Vibe, so Vibration. So it's like it is harder to make money in that really high-end sex toy product market, but my sex anistas make money when they book me as a sex coach and by doing workshops and doing webinar courses and, you know, involving podcasters and bloggers to monetize like we, you and I talked, you know, mm -hmm. to have a way for you to suggest product so that you can be making some money on that as well. You have to really think outside the box because the marketplace is always changing. Yeah, nonstop there. And then also you have a lot of toys that come and go and you got to see it's like how long you're waiting, what's the benefits, mm -hmm. because everyone's like, oh, I want to be here. And I was like, because oh. we had um, the pop dildo, um, Semenita, I forgot her name right off the top of my head. Stephanie. Stephanie Berman. Yes, Stephanie. Uh -huh. that's, that's right. It's like her business card is a sperm. So I always... Yes 
crack up laughing that how selective she was on uh where she marketed her toys and who was available to and i was so excited to see that you guys were working together because it's just it goes to prove that you know sexual health comes first with both of you that you know this is it we're not going to be with everybody else yeah i've met her a long time ago at a conference and just so i love working with her from her very first product it's very rewarding to see what's happened with her own family and I love things that have a story behind them I think that you know facts will tell but stories will sell things like crazy and here I am here in Long Beach California and we have a very predominant LGBT population so that's like a huge story that I can tell like I know the lady who created these and she and her wife have had two babies now because of it. You know, that is what is impactful and supporting small other small entrepreneur businesses. I try to do that as much as possible. You know, if I can go direct to those individuals, it makes a huge difference. And I think my customers and appreciate like, oh, you know, the person who made these candles, you know, the person who created sex butter it's those individual relationships and that's shopping small and people do want that. And I think are willing to pay a premium to support more entrepreneurial businesses instead of the big businesses that are out there sometimes. Yeah. I think we often kind of forget that we need to invest in ourselves. And if that means buying a higher quality sex toy versus just like, Oh, I'll just go pick it up. It's like, that's what you have to think you're investing in yourself not so much in the sex toy and the cost but how much are you worth it you know especially Mm -hmm. having something that's not going to give you a rash or you know break on you and god knows you end up to be a, a, a client on sex set me to the er right and even with such there's such high counterfeit rates with high-end sex toys anymore that it's really, unless you know the retailer that you're purchasing from, products are counterfeited all the time. I just recently, I work, I have products in medical offices, and one of my doctors called me a few weeks, uh, probably a couple months ago, and she's like, I don't know what to do. My customer, my patient just told me that she got the Kegel on Amazon for $99. And I just had to explain, you know, that that's probably not a real kegel because we've all signed the agreements that we won't sell it under such and such price and so it probably isn't a real product you know it may work for a little while but it's not something that we're going to stand behind on the warranty for or replace it for them if something happens oh yeah and and it's very difficult for people to just try to do research and do diligence and trying to make sure that is the authentic product versus, oh, it's on Amazon. Yay. Let me go buy it. Right. And that's, you know, where a specialty retailer like Entice Me comes in is we've done that research for you. We know that we're buying from the direct company or from a distributor that only works directly with the companies themselves. So it is all guaranteed and no questions asked when it comes to warranty issues. Oh, that's awesome there because I know sometimes people 
like freak out about that. It's like, hey, is there a warranty on this or not? And sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Depends on what you're looking at. <laughs> well, and everything that Entice Me carries has at least a one-year warranty. That's part of the process that I've vetted the companies that if it doesn't have a one-year warranty, then it's not going to be in our product line. Oh, That's good. important. Yeah. Because I think when you're spending two or three hundred dollars on a vibrator, you it should last a good long while. And is an investment, and so we take care of that for our customers. Well, we know. Sorry, sweet. What is your favorite sex toy? My hmm. favorite sex toy. Oh, I have a couple. I love the Lalo Soraya. And I also love the Lalo Tiani 2. Nice. The remote control, like internal that you wear during sex. I love that one. Um, and the Enjoy Pure Wand probably are my top three. Yeah, mine's is the uh, Jimmy Jane Form 2. That one's my all-time favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, we haven't played with the Wii Vive, uh... What is it, the three or something? The one with the remote control app? <laughs> yes. So that's that's kind of like the Tiani. I, I like the Lalo products better than the WeVibe products. I think they uh, function better and have a stronger motor and are just more ergonomic to the body, in my per own opinion. I carry both, but we probably sell the Lalo product about 20 to 1 to the WeVibe. Oh, nice. that's good to know there awesome oh Tiffany it's been such a pleasure we have so much fun it is now the t end has come so where can everyone find you they can find us and find me at enticeme.com my direct email is tiffany at enticeme.com our phone number is 714-386-9684 and on all social media we're at enticeme soirees so facebook and Instagram and Pinterest all entice me soirees. Awesome. Well, you can find me everywhere on Living a Sex Positive Life on social media and our website. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Entice Me, that works with us. Uh, you could go to our sponsor page to purchase items that we've talked about here, or even if you have any questions, let us know. And if you want to find me, I'm John C. Luna at uh let's see facebook and twitter and fetlife so drop a line say hi and let us know how we're doing thanks everyone have a good night good night <laughs>